everybody, and welcome to a Tuesday podcast of the San Pedro FIFA League. For once, I am recording on a Tuesday, and there is a little bit behind that. Daniel O'Brien, I had him as the special guest manager that I was going to have on the podcast for an interview. We were even going to do a special uh, bonus podcast. Those things are going to be on hold. Daniel's audio, for some reason, did not get picked up, and I am not going to be... I could not fix the audio to the point... uh, where I could put him on the podcast. You will hear me talk about that later in the podcast, a little bit more reasoning, and I did try and get someone to help me. Um, But we're going to discuss the poll question on who I think has the best chances of the four teams that were put into the poll, and that was Atletico Madrid, um, Celtic, PSG, and Benfica on who will win the Division II title out of those four teams who I think has the best chance. Uh, I will obviously get into that. I'm going to catch you guys up on the FA Cup. I'm not going to put in a bonus podcast. I was thinking of doing it, but since I lost Daniel, I am going to put you guys into what has been going on in the FA Cup, top scores and those things, just to catch you guys up. I feel like we haven't really talked about the FA Cup enough to the point where we can kind of have a growing conversation. Obviously, most of you have only played two games in it or one, so the significance of the Cup is not yet there. I will discuss, however, those Uh, future prospects that are going to come for you managers who advance later on in the podcast, of course. You guys enjoy this. Let's get right to the Tuesday podcast of the San Pedro FIFA League. Okay, let's hop into this, uh, the poll question of the week. Now, the question was, if you were betting on one team to win the Division II title, who would it be? I posted four teams, Celtic, PSG, Atletico Madrid, and Benfica, with respects to those four teams playing their games well than more ahead of time and not causing any controversy in the sense that we don't know if they're going to finish their games. All four of these members have been in the the league for some time now to where I could trust that they're going to play their games. I would like to give a shout out to Arsenal, who within the time of me posting that poll question has now taken third place in the division. Obviously, once PSG have their game recorded in which they beat Atlanta 5-1, they will take that place and push Arsenal back down to fourth place. But that doesn't take away from the fact that these four teams right now are the better playing teams, with the exception, I'd say, of Arsenal. These four teams deserve to be in the discussion. Celtic won all the pretty much all your guys' votes, got seven. PSG and rightfully so got five. Even though I think it's I think it's that close between those two teams as far as what people think are thinking of. Atletico Madrid and Benfica each with two votes. And I gotta give Josh some credit. He didn't vote for himself. And I, I kinda I like that. You know, excused himself from that conversation. Some people be like, well, it's cheesy and cliche. Well, Dre voted for himself, so if he doesn't win, he only has himself to blame anyways. So I guess that works both ways, right? You can vote for yourself. I guess it doesn't really matter. But I'm going uh, to be paying attention to those who, of you who voted for, uh, you know, who voted for all these things. Because I'm curious of what your reasons are. You know, Dre and, and Celtic can have... They could have all the conversation they want in the comment section, you know. And a lot of you guys, you know, Witty saying, uh, I got Dre winning. Evan saying, uh, I got Dre winning. You know, there's some snarky comments. There's Luis picking PSG and Ferentino betting on himself. All those things. But none of you guys told me why. 
Like, why do you think they'll win? I didn't hear that. You know, that's that's the thing with the poll questions. I'm expecting you guys, to, you know, to get some reverberation and not just get pure, you know, just get that one-liner, you know. <laughs> but I do think if you were, excuse me, if we're kind of looking at how the teams are playing, Celtic and Benfica already written their first month out. And this is still super early, but because I didn't do a preview of D2, let's take a look at these four teams, right? Let's take a look at where they're at. At the moment of this recording, we've got Atletico Madrid in fifth place. They're going to probably stay there because of PSG's win. PSG did win, so we can add three points to that seven. He's now top of the table. His goal difference puts him ahead. He would be in first place. Celtics will, Celtic will move to third. Benfica would move to second once they post that result being recorded. And that, obviously, I'm ahead of that. But once they post, I'm sure there's another result for Atletico Madrid. They'll gain a point. They'll, I think they tied against Lyon. I believe that was a league game. So all those things transpired. In between my four teams I picked, obviously, like I said, Arsenal has stepped in the way. Let's not forget about Let's talk about the guys who are just on the outside looking in right now. Young boys, Fiorentina City. Right? It's safe to say that, you know, What's going on in the league is, you know, that 9 to 12 spot, they're going to try and make an impact in the future, but we'll see how far they get uh, as far as making an impact to those in the who I think are the top four. Fourth spot, for me, if it finishes like that, if we're picking out of those four teams, the, best chance, the fourth best chance to win the title is going to be Atletico Madrid for me. Robert, from the time I first played him, thought he has a good system. He likes to play through his mids. He trusts his wingers, which not a lot of people do. They get it to him if they sprint forward and they cross it. That's it. He actually trusts them to dribble. Uh, and from what I've heard from other opponents, they really appreciate that from him. As far as he's not beating them down the middle. There's nothing worse than losing to someone who just beats you right down the middle. That is the most. It's one of the most frustrating things I, I can imagine in FIFA. It's when a guy gets a forward and he just runs through four players and he scores. Um, but yeah, Robert has. A good system in place, but he's not consistent out of the rest of the three. And I think that's where he lacks at the moment. Defensively, he's okay. He's not great. He's not bad at offense either. He's just a solid team, and he does have a very good chance of withholding not just that fourth spot that he can get um, at the end of the season and play for that promotion, but he also has the best chance, I think, for that four or five spot just in general. He's going to be in a playoff. It just depends on which one he's in, barring no slip-ups. You know, a lot of you picked Celtic to be your favorite, and that's something that's important to me, and I, I definitely paid attention to that. And I kind of agree as far as they go, right? They deserve to be in a closer uh, debate. So Benfica is going to be my third-place team because I'm going to hold Celtic and PSG into comparison. I think the way Benfica have played, the way that they have been inconsistent in the sense that they score a lot of goals, but they give up a lot. And that, that fact to me isn't going to run out. This is almost becoming like radio for me. Like I have what I have with Benfica, but in the cup, they haven't been that good. And in the league, he's been good in the place, in the fact that at the moment of me recording this, the way the league has recorded results, he's in first, you know, until PSG gets their result. So Benfica has done everything he can it's just one loss. I'm not going to 
say he doesn't deserve a chance to fight for the title. It's going to be that four-team, three-team race still. I just think if you look at the other two teams and what they've done, you got to give Benfica a little bit harder of a critique with those seven goals allowed. That's still the, it's actually the fourth worst in the division. Um, he's behind City, Fiorentina, and Atlanta United. Uh, and for you to be in first, that's a good thing. You know, it could be seen as a, oh, it's just early season, you know, mistakes and stuff like that. But with the team, like I said, in Arsenal and Young Boys, two teams I didn't put on this list being very good defensively, going to have to take that into account that those two teams could catch you and could affect you in the long run. So number two, and I do think it's close, is Celtic. All right, like I do believe Celtic and PSG are going to fight each other a lot longer than the rest of that those other two that we talked about. Madrid and Benfica are good teams in this in the in this respective division. But Celtic and PSG are D1 teams playing in D2. You know, I the defense from Celtic the three goals allowed is what I'm going to look at. I'm going to forget the 10 goals because too many came against a, a city team that's not that's just getting their, you know, getting back into the flow of the league. Celtic took advantage, but the problem I have with Celtic is three draws already. Three ties already. And yes, they haven't lost, so they deserve some credit over Benfica, right? They deserve to step over Atletico Madrid. Both those teams have lost. But they're not going to win more games this month than PSG. And I think this is where it's, it starts to hurt them, is that is Celtic can't score against other teams besides the teams that are in the bottom half of the D2 table, then it doesn't mean anything. Because if they can't score against the rest of the league, I don't care what he does against PSG, Benfica, and Atletico Madrid, it's not going to matter if you can't beat the other 11 to 10 guys. And I think that's where the only issue with Dre is. Because defensively, I do think it's the best defense in the league. That's not arguable. It's, it's just not. He's got the best defense in the league. To so number one, it's PSG, though. You know, at the end of the day, Josh has got the best team. You know, team balance, I would say. He's got the best team balance. You know, he may not have all that pace that Celtic possesses or Benfica possesses. But Josh has got the grit. Like Luis said, I agree. He has the grit. He has a knowledge of what he wants his team to do, and they keep seemingly doing it, and they're going to beat the teams they need to beat. We talk about Chris and Santi and D1. They beat the teams they're supposed to. That's how they get all those points. That's how they put up the amount of points that they put up because they beat the teams they're supposed to. And even though our league only had the top uh, point go-getter at 72 and 71 last year, that doesn't change the fact that they were better than the rest, right? Because they beat the teams they were supposed to. If PSG do that, and I talked about this on my bonus podcast with the power rankings, and if you listen to that, I talked about it. If you're a top six team in Division Two and you cannot beat the bottom six teams, you're not going to be on that list very much longer. Because it... In a small division like this, we see the pretenders from those who want to be right to the contenders very quickly. And with the way the league has it, the way Ryan and the board like it, they want that four or five spot to compete for promotion. 
That's all. You, that's the only place you can be in that's successful to me. Because until we get a third division, it playing in D2 and not doing anything and just staying there is not okay. It's not fun. It is what it is if you're stuck there. But if we're looking at those four teams, that's not even in question for them. But you can't lose to those teams that aren't going to compete for the title. Those teams, I, I believe, will play spoiler. I don't think we've seen the best of City or Bayern Munich or Fiorentina. I'm hoping Atlanta and Lyon. Lyon's been incre- Club Lyon has been incredibly unlucky, unlucky here in D2 so far. If Mike Golasic will just play some damn games and get better at FIFA, then you know we might have a 12-team division where everyone's just murdering each other every single game, and it's just a complete chaotic mess down here, which is what I want because we don't talk as much as we should about D2 in the past. We are we haven't, excuse me, talked enough about them, and now that we're having the chance to talk about them, this leads into more. And I and I do believe that the way PSG have played, they're gonna beat the teams they need to, and that's Celtic. What Celtic needs to learn from. Can I beat the teams that I need to? Because if I don't, like me, I, I, di- I didn't beat the teams I was supposed to when I was in the league, when I had a chance. You could tell, you could ask Ryan. I mean, he was making fun of me the next day, and he had every right to because I didn't beat the teams I was, I was supposed to in order to win the title with two games to go. And even up until the end, it could affect you. So we'll see how this plays out. I'm going to go with PSG has the number one chance. Celtic has the second best. Benfica the third. And Atletico Madrid has the fourth chance. Little asterisk. I don't know if I said that right. Asterisk, whatever you want to say it. With Arsenal being played in there too. I do think they have the fifth best chance. I don't know if this run of form is that great. But yes, a little bit of a knowledge about D2 and not really knowing how everyone's going to be playing. And I, like I said, I, we're all going to get a better idea of this division after the second month. After June, we're going to learn a lot about what these guys got because that's, that's, how, this, that's how this division goes. I mean, in my first two months when I played in it last year, I was terrible. Third month, I didn't lose one game. Fourth month... Didn't lose one game. Things like this can change so quickly. And we can't deny that there isn't talent here in this division. Like I said, there's two guys right now that have D1 teams, in my opinion. But it's not like these other teams aren't going to improve with time and experience in the league. We could, at some point, have those four or five spots be pure gold. And uh, I think right now they're, they're still valuable to join and go up. But to even if you win the playoff, like we're seeing with some of these teams, uh, like Dortmund and all that, they, uh, you know, we're kind of seeing a a shift of power. We're starting to see teams who do belong and don't belong in both divisions, and it's a, probably a good thing for some teams in our league that we don't have a division three. But that's all I got to say about that subject. We're gonna take a break. Um, And I'll explain some other stuff as we go along here on Tuesday's podcast of the San Pedro FIFA League. Hey guys, I just wanted to apologize for um, not having your interview today. I I mean, if there's something I do enjoy about our podcast is being able to do interviews. Unfortunately, when I recorded the audio with me and Daniel, um, the audio for some reason was so bad I couldn't put it back together. I even had a guy who does audio... um, 
on podcasts. I, I, he's one of my buddies. He, he could not fix it. And the reason why is I had headphones in and I could hear Daniel perfectly fine. But when you play it out loud on your speaker, on your phone, and even when you're listening to the preview of the podcast that I'm allowed to as someone who records it, um, it's double echoing, which means it wasn't picking up my audio when I was talking to Daniel, even though I could hear myself talking and he could hear me. Uh, unfortunately, these things do happen. Um, and I'd just like to apologize for that because I was Daniel's interview was really good. He was really respectful, uh, which was oddly surprising. I just thought I'd let you guys know. Unfortunately, these are things that do happen, and I apologize for it. I'll try and get him on, on a future podcast, and uh, we'll get him to be angry, Daniel. Uh, for all of you out there. Okay, guys, so after a little bit of debate with myself, and I was not sure what I wanted to talk about in the second segment since I lost Daniel to the due to the bad audio, um, I'm going to actually kind of catch you guys up on what's going on in the FA Cup, but first I have an announcement. I'd just like to let you guys know I do and will post who is up for different spots on the uh, team of the month coming up for May. Um, you guys are allowed to, of course, write in a position, uh, a player that you think should be on there. Um, I'm totally okay with you guys adding someone into the list. Uh, that's something that is going to be allowed, but you're only going to get one vote. Um, I'm not going to be okay with more than one guy or somebody getting two votes. I did that in the past. Some of you guys were voting for everybody, and that's, you know, that's cool, but participation trophies are boring. Um, because if everyone wins, what's the point of competing? Um, but especially as adults, but let's catch you guys up on the FA cup. I thought I'd just let you know about the team of the month. You guys will probably get that tomorrow on Wednesday after the final barring how I feel about if Arsenal wins or not, but let's catch you up on group a. So group a has Atletico Nacional, Club America, young boys and Fluminense. Fluminense. And this is new information to me has a personal issue or something of that sort and if that's the case you know I hope everything is okay and I hope that uh, whatever is going on in his life is and he's okay you know I hope everything is it works out and he can come back to the league with those things not no longer affecting his life in a negative way as for young boys played two games one draw a loss just on one point, Club America with one game. That is the tie. They have one point. Atletico Nacional, as bad as they've been in the league at the moment, sit with three points at the top of Group A's table. I still am sticking with the fact that both Club America and Club Nacional will uh, go through in that group, and it's starting to look like they're going to start taking a grasp on that as they both have a game in hand on the D2 side, Young Boys. Group B easily is Real Madrid with two wins out of two games. They've been horrible, I mean horrible, in the league, but in the group at the moment, they are six points clear of Roma. And uh, in second, Kashima Antlers, another team that's still trying to find their feet in D1 after a 10th place uh, finish last year. Well, they beat Roma. And they are on three points. They do have a loss um, to, uh, to Real Madrid. So, listen, they got their point. They'll take it. Um, and, you know, they'll move on from that. It's something that I do think Ryan will get over because I do think he'll get through. 
There is a result pending in this group. Roma, who did lose, uh, did get a big victory against Arsenal. They will now be, I believe, they'll be ahead of Kashima in the group once it's posted. So keep up for that. Arsenal will now stay at the bottom. They have zero points in this group. Roma will have a pending three points once that's cleared by the league. Group C, LAFC up on top. Liverpool, Dortmund. And Atlanta have all played their game, so congrats to you, Group C. You actually know how to organize your lives along with Group B and finish your games. So that's awesome. Good for you guys. I'm glad that there's nothing going on to where it affects your FIFA and you guys could kind of just play your games. LAFC at the moment do sit at the top. Two wins out of two games. Six goals in two games for LAFC. They're six points plus five goal differential. That does play a factor and that's something I do like about the FA Cup in the group stages. It will affect you if you're not ready to score goals. Liverpool with no goal difference, but they are in, uh, on three points in second. And Dortmund and Atlanta United with just one point each in third and fourth. On to Group D. I believe there were some games played in this group. I'm not entirely sure at the moment. I didn't have a chance to look. But AC Milan, Club Lyon... And Man Manchester United and Houston Dynamo sit in Group D. Milan are in first at the moment with the win. Uh, the only win in this group so far, uh, they beat the Dynamo, and they are on three points. Lyon and United did tie each other. They're on one point each in Houston, obviously, with nothing. On to Group E, Barcelona with six points. They have scored six goals. They have a plus three goal difference. They sit at the top. Munich, Augsburg, and Newcastle all behind, but Munich and Augsburg on three points, and Newcastle with two losses and two games, and once again in the cup are struggling with a negative eight goal difference. It is currently the worst in the entire FA Cup at the moment. On to Group F. Looking at Celtic, they sit at the top, but Lyon have a game in hand on three points. Celtic have four, Juventus have one, and Atletico Madrid with just one game played. Uh, they don't have uh, any points at the moment. I'll get you guys back on that one when that game gets played, of course. Group G, Fiorentina, Tottenham, Wolves, and Benfica. Congrats, you guys finished all your games for the month. Fiorentina sit top of the table. This is what I really wanted to see. At the end of the first month, they are, and I'm looking at the standings right now, besides Real Madrid, and Real Madrid could be, in, or excuse me, yeah, no, Real Madrid's in D1. So uh, Fiorentina are the only D2 team at the end of their playing month in this cup within their group to be leading. So congrats to Fiorentina on that. You deserve a shout-out for that. Now bring that form uh, to, uh, to the league because you're going to need it to go up. But two wins, three goals, none allowed. They join Tottenham in that same category. And the weird part about this group in Group G, it's a very difficult group. Uh, having Wolves, who are a top team in the D in D1, and Tottenham are a relegation uh, survivor last season trying to bounce back. Tottenham thrashed Benfica, and, you know, Fiorentina got through them and beat Wolves. So when Tottenham and Fiorentina run into each other next month, it's going to be fun because Tottenham, I believe, also have to play Wolves. So <laughs> we could see uh, some things get pretty interesting uh, in that group, and I look forward to how that group's going to play out. Very funny to see two teams with no goals allowed and two teams with no goals scored. Um, that so far, that is just a third of games, by the way. We're going to get, at the end, a total of six games played. But on to the last group. 
So the last group is Group H. Chelsea, Porto, PSG, and Man City. Chelsea, <laughs> being the dominant team they are, sits six points at the top. Porto with four. PSG one point, and City with nothing to show for just yet. Um, but it's not been the worst start for the D2 sides in this group. They very much have a chance to bounce back. Porto with a three-point lead could be good enough, though. If they get some good results coming up, they will have to face Chelsea, I believe, next month and have to prove themselves in this end of the cup. So, guys, the FA Cup update is pretty simple at the moment. If I really, I guess I can, um, I'll, we could talk about top scorers and how much of a difference that is. Obviously, form is pretty erratic compared to... You know, if we look at League 2 FA Cup, because it's such a short range of games, the most you guys are going to play is six in three months, so your form's going to be pretty weird. To the point where Tottenham has the lead in the, at the moment with two clean sheets, Fiorentino and Pepe Reina, uh, Pepe Reina excuse me, has two as well. And there's a bunch of you guys with one. But those three categories, clean sheets, assists, and goals, all you guys are so heavily invested in that because of what it you know, what it means. It means dominance. There's three really big names right now in assist in this tournament so far that have taken over. Porto and Mbappe seem to be working. Munich and Dolberg seem to have, they have three. And uh, Lataro Acosta with three as well. There's a ton of you tied at two and one. But those top three guys are showing what they have. Like Porto, they're, they're, they're on four points. And, you know, Mbappe hasn't scored one goal in this tournament, yet he has, uh, he has three assists. And I, I find that pretty amazing, man, because when I talked to Luis, and I did talk to him off air uh, before we recorded, and he, he even he knows how important it is to have, you know, Mbappe and this, this next name I'm going to bring up, and that's Leroy Sané. Sané has three goals. He's tied with Callum Wilson, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Kai Havertz of Barcelona in this tourney. Even though Sané has zero assists, him and Kylian Mbappe are the keys to that Porto team, just like how Ronaldo's key to that Chelsea side. Harry Kane, obviously, with four goals, and Delafeu with four goals um, are important to their sides. They, by the way, are leading the FA Cup at the moment in goals. But right now, the best player to me, as far as if we're looking total stats is going to be Dolberg and Kai Havertz. If you guys have to play these guys in your group, pay attention. Those are the big guy players. And because these two teams, you know, Bayern Munich may not have a good season in D2. They may need the cup to gain most of the money that they're going to need going into the next big window, which will be the next offseason window, I mean, uh, and get all that total money at the end of the year in order to make a move that helps them in the future. Barcelona look like they might get relegated. They may need this cup in order to kind of save their season midway through, which is when the FA Cup ends for us. And that may be the time that they try to turn something around and may use that money to bring somebody in. But let's not ignore that Chelsea still has a top scorer here and is dominating their group. Tottenham has gotten off to a solid start. No goals allowed. Four of their goals, all of their goals in the tournament so far coming from Harry Kane and Augsburg doing Augsburg-like things. And even though in the league they're doing really well, they've been a little slow out of the gates here in the FA Cup, not out of it by any means, 
But the fact is, it's not a superstar scoring for Augsburg. I would just be a little aware because that just means that if you're going to have to watch, if you're paying attention too much to these other superstars he has, like Sterling and uh, Immobile, you're going to get hurt by just another speedster in Delafeu, whether he's coming off the bench or starting. Um, and of course, everyone, if you don't know who Harry Kane is, you probably should. These names are going to get bigger. As we go along in the tournament, I am going to get someone on here to discuss that entirety of the group stage. I did talk to the league. So I, by the way, if anybody knows, um, I do every now and then will talk to the league about things. I'm not here to be a, uh, you know, a lawyer for people or anything like that. I do it more so in the form of news. Um, and you know, I'll ask questions how they are. They do have a bracket. And obviously we saw that kind of come to, uh, you know, completion in the sense that they did post it, uh, post a spreadsheet. And if you guys have had the chance to kind of look at that, um, and I would suggest that you do. And the reason why I would check it out is mostly because a lot of you guys and are probably curious about how they're going to do the knockout stages. And a lot of that is still in discussion at the moment. Um, there will not be a draw for every single round. They may just draw for the round of 16 and then have you guys play each other out like that is what is the popular thing that is being discussed at the moment. I'm okay with knowing who you're going to play in the future. Um, I do like a draw every round and personally, but obviously the other, the other, the latter is not something we have to do. We don't have to draw every round. We don't owe it to anyone. It's not like there's real money being involved, but for you fourth, uh, people in the group whoever finishes fourth if you complete your games you get eight million which is still pretty solid for a mid-season payout and if you finish third you get 11 so the payouts for second and first i imagine will be something in the 20 million range uh and i would expect that whoever wins this tournament may make a pretty significant move in the middle of the season and if it's a d2 team who gets to the quarterfinals or a team in d1 that needs help uh gets pretty far i imagine that money to stay up will be something that I will obviously discuss, but will obviously be something that's very important to save their seasons. Guys, thank you once again for listening. Of course, the podcast itself is kind of not not tainted, but it is a it's an easy thing to do. And if you ever want to get on the podcast, we can set it up. My best days to catch me to record podcasts are on Monday, and I do a podcast on Friday normally. Monday was weird because we had Memorial Day, and I, it had to be kind of rushed. But the interview with Daniel was really good, and I, I feel really bad that I'm not able to put it on here. And uh, But once again, thank you guys for listening. Of course, there's so much that goes into the podcast, and for the fact that you guys keep coming back and listening uh, in the 20s uh, amount of people, 21 I think is my average audience, it's a really nice uh, thing that most the majority of the league is listening. And if you're not being discussed enough, that makes you want to listen to the podcast or you don't know how to find the podcast when I post it on there. Um, and uh, it, when I post it on there, say something. If uh, you don't like what I'm talking about, you know, suggest something. I'll talk about it. It doesn't really you know, hurt my feelings to discuss something different. Uh, that's the whole point of a podcast. I'm just playing to the demographic that is 35 members in this league, including myself. All right, guys. So this is the end of the podcast. I cut myself short because when I was previously recording this, this was going to be for a future podcast and I was going to add something to the end of it. 
a lot of things got screwed up with uh, the Daniel's audio being messed up, but unfortunately these things do happen, and I, I know I brought that up a lot today. But in the future, if you guys do want to be on the podcast, let me know. We will schedule something. I believe I say that as well on the podcast, so ignore me. I apologize. Uh, but thank you guys once again for listening to the San Pedro FIFA League podcast. Uh, you guys do a very good job of feedback. Just keep it up at San Pedro FIFA League on Instagram. Artie, shout out. Artie, on my poll question on the Instagram page, I asked if Ollie could be uh, a mentor to uh, to make Rashford an elite number nine. And, uh, well, Artie said, Rashford, uh, excuse me, said Ollie's not elite himself. I don't know if I entirely agree with the fact that uh, Rashford won't be good at some point, uh, an elite number nine. But Ollie making him that, already coming out and telling me that that's not going to happen. He says the only way that's going to happen is if Rashford goes to Barcelona. Artie, you might be onto a poll question. I may have that as a discussion in the near future. We'll see. But shout out to Artie for commenting on that. I'm all for that. If you guys don't know who Artie is, he is the Juventus manager. He's had a great start to the season. And that's a. I just thought I'd give him a shout out to end this podcast Uh, The next one will obviously be Friday. I'll catch you guys up on everything that's going on in the league. I'll discuss some results, uh, discuss what's going on as we end our first month of the San Pedro FIFA League. Uh, This is the seventh season. Obviously, we're getting, uh, you know, we're taking that next month step. And now it's time to start discussing who is going to be on the team of the month. Now, the team of the month reveal will be in a bonus podcast. Uh, but, or I might save it for a Tuesday. I'm not entirely sure yet. So keep you guys, uh, you know, some ears on that. And I will let you guys know, of course, pay attention to posts and I'll let you know who wins and yada, yada, yada. I might even try and get a manager to come on and we can discuss who they think should be in there instead of who I placed. Um, I did talk about this in the past about how I'm going to do it. There is going to be your guys's influence is still going to be the number one. It's going to be a big part of the vote. I'm obviously going to try and dive it down. And when I post it, I will post stats with the players. If you didn't finish your games in time, and this is something that I didn't say before, I'm not going to wait for you to post these results to post who wins. If you want your guy to be on team of the month, because there's no monetary value to this uh, award, it's just an award done by me since I'm the only media member in the group. uh, I just feel like if you want your guys to be in the team of the month, you need to get them to play their damn game. You need to play your damn games. And if you have just regular issues and you got to miss out on one month, listen, those are things that happen. If life is more important than FIFA, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that uh, ever. Family comes first. Thank you guys once again for listening. The next podcast, like I said, is on Friday. I'll catch you guys then.